Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to our community, our Higher Branch community. And in the studio today, we have again our regular contributor, uh, Alessandra Edwards, who's also one of the speakers uh, at next year's uh, Upgrade Your Life event in 2020. In fact, it's called Upgrade Your Life 2020 and the uh, theme is called Vision. But uh, for those of you who don't know who Alessandra Edwards is, I highly recommend you go and listen to podcast number four um, and we do number our podcasts. And in that episode, we talk about the different genetic types and uh, Alessandra has developed a, a really accessible way of figuring out what your type is. Um, and so this pretty much is a continuation and a deeper dive into what we've already covered in previous episodes. So, you know, we talked about whether your genetic type is a rock star or, a, you know, a morning star or a fallen star and and each one of those categories have different, um, you know, manifestations and qualities. So we talked about a fallen star, someone who's just burned out. And this is so typical in our, um, uh, you know, modern day society with a lot of us. I know a lot of our community are corporate people. And, you know, managing our energy levels, our sleep and our happiness is so, so difficult. And that's why this podcast was created. And that's why Alessandra Edwards you know, volunteers her time to come in and share a lot of this information. And uh, so I'm humbled that you do so every time. Alessandra, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for the beautiful introduction. Great to be here again, Sam. Awesome. That's great. So just a bit of background. Uh, Your background is in health science and clinical nutrition with a postgraduate professional certificate in genetics and genomics from Stanford University. And offline, we also, I learned a few things about you I did not know before, and that is you're also a yoga instructor. You've studied Ayurvedic medicine in London. You're of Italian heritage. And French. And French. <laughs> <laughs> and so you really have studied um, energy and performance and what makes people tick. And last time, we spent a lot of time on sleep, and uh, we talked a little bit about um, um, uh, diet. We didn't talk about exercise, and I want to talk about those things. And look, most most podcasts, are, you know, will say, "Okay, we're going to today. We're going to talk about exercise." And this is how I was approaching my podcast with you. Oh, and now we're going to talk about sleep and give us your top tips and all that. But really, what I think you've created and you've led me down this structural path, and that is, it's about once you honor your genetic type then the discussion is broader than just about sleep or exercise. It's yes. about what type of, uh, when you should go to sleep, how should you go to sleep for your own genetic type. The same with eating and uh, the same with exercising. So um, last time we talked a lot about sleep, but we didn't get to really tell people what, uh, and just briefly I mm-hmm. want us to talk about what are the top things that um, – what you call the CEO types can do because I think most of our audience yes. are you know self-employed accountants, lawyers, bankers, and uh, what can they do to improve sleep hygiene? Because we both recognise, and a lot whole heap of other experts recognise that sleep is your number one superpower to boosting your health and your performance. Absolutely. 
When it comes to sleep, I like to talk about a technique that I call bookending. So there is a lot of information out there in terms of um, what what are the top 10 things you can do in terms of sleep hygiene in the you know perhaps 90 to 120 minutes before you go to bed. The truth of the matter is that we actually have circadian rhythms, which means the cycle that our bodies and brains are in sync with, that are longer than 24 hours. So what happens is that if through different lifestyle practices, perhaps you know, you're working late every night, you're eating late every night, you're going late to bed every night, then your circadian clock does not get reset every day. So you're going to be running with this kind of almost like a, a fast clock. Yeah. So your clock okay. is going yes. to be running to longer than 24 hours and we need to reset it every day. Mm. So if you think of resetting your clock only at night, you've missed the boat because our clocks, internal clocks, mm. are entrained and that's the, the word that uh, we use in, in science. They're entrained so they respond to cues that are not just based on the light and dark cycles. So the bookending technique comes into play by thinking that, okay, if I need to reset my clock tomorrow, you need to start the night before for the next day. And so you are literally thinking of the next day as a series of activities which two with two bookends yes. either way. You know, like the way we put books on shelves? Yes, yes. And what happens is that sometimes you have maybe a wall on the other side of the shelf that keeps the books in, but then if you don't have the book ending, the books just fall off. And that's exactly what happens. So especially for CEO types where they're very busy in their heads, yes. they need to think about the bookends for the next day, the night before. So what this means is that, first of all, we need to look at, okay, what time are going to be getting up tomorrow? Yeah, because we talked about this CO gene, particularly making people feel like they are the rock star type. Yes. So they feel that sort of the, the night owls, mm-hmm. whereas in fact it could be that there's just a mismatch between their lifestyle and their genetics. Yeah, yes. they're not true owl types. And so what they need to do is think, okay, well, for the first time then I will need to set my alarm even though you know I will be tired in the mornings. And then thinking in terms of that morning routine, So the first thing would be light exposure because we know that the light exposure entrains the body clock. So don't wear sunglasses in the morning. Don't wear sunglasses in the morning. Thank you. I love the episode, the podcast episode with Mark Bunn. He was talking about sun gazing. Yes. What a great practice. Now, the reality of it is that Absolutely. If you have got access to a place where you can, you know, see the the sunrise or early morning sun, go for it. Um, You know, some people live in, you know, CBDs and I have a number of clients that live in skyscrapers. They might not have access to that, but just get yourself out onto the balcony. Yeah. So just find a space where you have got access to sunlight. And if you're someone who has morning coffee, then have your coffee then. Just take even two, five minutes is enough to start getting that light in. So light exposure, as early as you can in the morning, is one way of intra- re, you know, retraining and entraining your body clock. Beautiful. Yeah? Yep, so that's step one. Step yeah. one. Love it, yeah. Okay. Now, step two, the body clock also gets entrained through when we eat and what we eat. Yes. Okay. So what happens with the rock star slash CEO 
you know, gene type is that often they are late eaters yes. because they've got high energy in the evenings. So um, this kind of makes them, you know, quite hungry and often they're grazers. Yeah, that's what I call the sort of the nighttime grazers. <laughs> yes. So they might have, you know, uh, an ample dinner, but yeah. then because they stay up maybe till midnight – then just they open the cup. They're constantly searching for something, right? Yes. So snacking on crackers, you know, or if even less, you know, healthy options, you know, sweets, chocolate, that kind of thing. And so initially, you're not going to feel hungry in the mornings. That's normal because yes. you've had a late night uh, snack or late night meal, and you haven't had the chance at night to go through all the detoxification processes. Okay, yes. that clear, uh, that they clear that meal. So for the first few days, you need to override your body signal that you are full and you need to start with a small breakfast. Now, the breakfast ideally to entrain the body clock should be more protein-based rather than carbohydrate-based because protein increases the release of adrenaline and dopamine. So we want a bit of a hit of energy. Yes, in the morning. Which is fine in the morning. Yep. Which is absolutely yeah. fine in the morning. Now, if you're not very hungry, it doesn't mean you have to eat like a, you know, a fried breakfast. It could be something as simple as a high protein, good quality yogurt, yeah. you know, with some berries and maybe some seeds. Something like that will be, you know, will be enough. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then the next, so that's the, you know, the second point. The third point. I, I love that point, by the way. Yeah. Because... Uh, everyone's obsessed with fasting and at the moment. I don't think anyone's having breakfast anymore. Right. But, and we'll talk about fasting because yes. I know you want to cover that. But that's uh, – I just want to make sure people got that. That's quite unique. So if you want to reset, mm-hmm. make sure you have a light, high-protein breakfast. Yes. Yes. And okay. it, it is possible that, um, you know, if you have made the wise choice to get up early enough, you might opt to have the exercise first yes. and then the high-protein breakfast afterwards. Yeah, we, we were talking about this a little bit in the last podcast. So yes. that, that can also work because yeah. the exercise also will increase the dopamine. Yeah, yeah, because that's something I, I'm mm. now trained to do. I will not eat unless I exercise. Yeah. Like uh, uh, earlier, you know, when we had something to eat, when you were out making a call, I dropped and did some push-ups and stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm so impressed. Well, I just... I Although I didn't like see I it. Did that really happen? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see the visual proof. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really, really good tip. So I, I, I love that. So exposure to um, uh, light right. in the morning, uh, blue light. Yeah. And uh, a low, uh, a light protein uh, breakfast. But yeah, initially light yeah. because, uh, as I was saying, people might not you know, feel very hungry. Yeah, this is for people who normally don't have breakfast. Yeah, for people who yeah. don't normally have breakfast and they've gone okay. into sort of that night type, you know, that rock star is type eating late at night. Tim, Tim Ferriss talked about having 30 grams of protein or protein within half an hour of eat, uh, waking every morning. Is that the same? It is. Or? That's a really good way of, of uh, you know, of doing it. Um, but again, it does not. It doesn't have to be within the first, um, you know, thirty minutes. Protein, okay. protein will have the same effect regardless of when you take it during the day. However, specifically for the circadian cycle reset, yeah, uh, that's why we are doing. And generally, I say anything between, you know, twenty to thirty, thirty-five grams of protein is a good way to go. Now, if you're having a small breakfast, yeah, it will be hard to hit those levels of protein. Yeah, unless you are supplementing also with the protein powder mixed into your yogurt, because yep. to get those levels of protein, you need to eat like a couple of hundred grams of you know 
of yogurt. Yep. To 200, 150 awesome. grams of protein. Awesome, yeah. Um, so, uh, but basically don't leave the eating too late. Yeah, we'll talk about intermittent fasting later. Yes. We're talking about a, um, a hierarchy of interventions. So the first intervention for me, if you're someone who's prone to feeling either wired, you know, often stressed, um, or you're already at the exhaustion kind of, you know, you, you're tired, but yeah. then you get the second win at night, the number one step you need to do is resetting your circadian cycle. Because if you do that, you will have to do a lot fewer interventions in the other areas. Okay. okay. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it yep. has a cascade effect. Yep. Your digestion will improve. Your energy will improve. Your memory will improve. Your sleep will improve. So um, it's an easy, relatively easy thing to do. You need to set alarms yeah, yes. initially because it won't come naturally. Uh, but it's the best way to start. Then the next thing you need to do is um, it's a little bit like going through a book with a highlighter. Okay. The, the second thing reinforces, the th- sorry, the third step is that it reinforces what we've done in the morning. So uh, late morning or lunchtime, get out. Yeah? Get out in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is something that mm-hmm. um, you do beautifully uh, at MSA, Sam, that you tell you know, your staff. Yeah, we were talking they have about to. that earlier. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> well, we said you need to eat out in sunshine. Yeah, yep. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happens you know, what, what happens here is a couple of things. So from a scientific perspective, again, we are looking at reductions of stress hormones. Yeah. So we're getting out in the sunshine. You know, hopefully people are not on their phones answering emails. You know, when they're outside, they're having social connection. And what happens is they're engaging the parasympathetic side of the nervous system. So the rest and digest. And there are a number of hormones that are released in the gut. Yeah. Um, in order to digest, and they respond very well to this sort of calmer, you know, emotionally connected environment for eating. So we're eating more mindfully, which means that we're going to be digesting better. From an energetic perspective, mm-hmm. so looking at Ayurveda, um, they consider sort of noon around noon to be the highest time. Um, the time where we have the highest levels of digestive enzymes so we can digest best. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of getting the energy from the sun. Although in Melbourne, you know, that's a bit debatable, but (laughs) um, here in beautiful sunny Sydney, that probably works very well. (laughs) So that's the importance of the sun. That's the importance of the sun. Okay, right. That's the element. So there's a social element and a sunshine. That's right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And here, what I would recommend, again, in terms of resetting the circadian rhythm, is to focus the lunch again on a heavy protein kind of uh, meal. Okay, yep. So when I say heavy protein, um, you know, we would look at in terms of, you know, the palm palm of your hand, same thickness in terms of amount of protein. So that would be the equivalent of a chicken breast. You know, if you eat meat, uh, same amount in terms of fish. And then having a plate of vegetables. And the reason we want the vegetables is that they're going to be providing us with, you know, vitamin B6, you know, vitamin B9, lots of magnesium, and you're going to be getting the zinc and the B12 from the protein. And so all these elements combined are going to go into your shopping bag um, which of ingredients to then make the sleep hormones at night. Okay. Yeah? So yes. we're literally going sort of having a, a bit of a shopping list of all these nutrients that then will serve us well come the evening. Um, then the next step is um, ideally leaving work at a reasonable time. 
because it actually takes a while for you know the energy and stress hormones to uh, come down um, in levels. Yeah. yeah, and I know this is another thing that you do really well at MSA that you know your staff, you know, employees leave at five. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. were talking about this offline. A lot of uh, companies, including us, did wellness programs in the past with yoga, meditation, and free food, fruit bowls, and all that sort of stuff. But what we realised, the best wellness you can give people is uh, sunshine during the day, like we talked about, and they must leave at five. Yeah. Uh, because the research shows you need four hours to wind down and um, you know to socialize digest like you said rest and digest and then get a good night's sleep and now we found that our staff are much higher performers than they were before yeah that's amazing and it really doesn't surprise me and when you think about it it's it's such a easy thing to implement in the sense that it's not going to cost you money yeah yeah and and so what happens is that if you can leave work earlier you'll have more time at home to you know socialize with family you know partner friends and time to sit down and have a meal and then mm. watch and, and the, the thing that's particularly important here is that your meal will be earlier than what where yes. you, when you would normally eat absolutely that's yeah yeah, yep. and we we now have um, really consistent evidence to tell us that uh, late meals really impact our sleep architecture and so and what I mean by late meal is um, even something as late as seven o'clock eight o'clock which for many people that's still early in terms of their <laughs> yes. dinner um, but the evidence is really conclusive the earlier we have dinner yes. yeah the quicker <laughs> we reset the circadian rhythm and the earlier we have dinner the quicker also we can reset other imbalances such as high blood sugar levels I mean, the majority of clients I test these days have got, you know, higher than average blood sugar levels. And that's, you know, that's not good in terms of producing consistent energy. Yeah. It's not good for our brain, yeah, for peak performance. Not good for our ageing as well. It's not good for our ageing, exactly. Yeah, our skin deteriorates faster. It deteriorates yeah. because there's higher levels of oxidative stress because mm. as we burn sugars, um, you know, there is this inbuilt mechanism that creates, you know, free radicals, um, which is very, you know, uh, attacking our DNA in our skin. Uh, the brain also becomes more insulin resistant, meaning that the sugar cannot penetrate, the glucose cannot penetrate, um, you know, it cannot be utilized very oh, well. So the brain itself. Yeah. Okay, so yep. you can, you definitely have insulin resistance um, yeah. at that level. So, and and I'm not advocating sort of like, um, I think you, you made a joke a few podcasts ago about Amish, you know, um, bring back Amish. I love it. I could, I could picture the t-shirt like Amish is the new black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, that, that might work for some of us. You know, yeah. that is some, certainly something that I can introduce in my lifestyle um, more easily compared to perhaps you, you know, because you're running a business, um, you know, a big business. But we can certainly take some of these things yeah. and start introducing them maybe several times a night, uh, several times a week, pardon, mm -hmm. and uh, skipping dinner sometime, yeah, and having lighter meals in the evening so that you can still partake of that, of that family thing. Yeah. And um, in the last pod podcast also we talked about basing our evening meal more on a vegetarian sourced source yeah um, higher carb and higher carb, carbohydrates yeah. so carbohydrates could come from you know it could be like a vegetarian stir fry for example yeah. with some beans yeah or um um you know a little bit of uh, tofu so it's not you know as, yep. as dense um in protein as, as meat for example and that will also help 
with the circadian cycle by boosting serotonin levels in the evenings. So these are the things that we can do that are free and, and just easy to implement. Um, and then following a sleep hygiene routine. And I've, I've heard you speak about this many times, you know, how you're implementing, for example, uh, dimming lights at night, you know, switching LED yeah. lights to, um, uh, you know, low lighting. Um, we can also go, you know, old school. Now we've got so many beautiful candles, um, you know, Actually, set yeah, a romantic atmosphere. Yeah. Um, we can um, switch off. Um, you know, I definitely recommend not looking at the screen, particularly iPads, laptops, computers, and TVs, um, yeah. and but particularly also mobile devices, mm. because generally the kinds of thing, the kinds of activities also we do on those devices are usually quite stressful. So they're either work related, or also people do a lot of kind of apps or social social media kind of things. Yes. And um, studies have shown that again, stress levels go up because of the kind of material that we're presented with. On social media. On social media, yeah. So you're, you're getting twice the damage there. You're, you're because are. the artificial light is no, not good for your circadian rhythm. Absolutely. Because you're tricking the body into thinking yeah. that it's still daylight, but there's the the stress, the, the mental and emotional stress. Exactly, yes. And the same with TV. Um, while some studies have shown that the light from the TV is not as impactful, I still think some people can be really sensitive to that. And more importantly, what is the quality of the material that you're watching? You know, I know that Sam, you like me, are a huge Seinfeld fan. Yeah. And I know yeah. you love comedy at bedtime. Yes. Um, so for some of my clients where stopping the TV is a non-negotiable, I, I say, well, let's let's look at the quality of programs. You know, are you watching violent stuff? Are you watching the news? You know, what are you watching or are you laughing? Um, so that also is another, you know, another dimension. Because laughing really counteracts cortisol and adrenaline, yeah, by yeah. pushing up levels of endorphins and GABA, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we feel we feel good. So that's one yeah. way to do it. So that's a simple, you know, circadian reset. Now, many of my clients that come with these, um, you know, um, uh, um, CEO gene and you know rockstar type yeah. uh, features, uh, initially need a little bit of an extra help. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'm just going to give you a couple of very practical tips or things that you can do. These are not things you need to take forever. They're things that um, whilst you're doing the circadian reset, so don't do them by themselves because otherwise you're just band-aiding, okay? Yes. We need to do the foundational work as well. But there's a couple of things that have been shown to be really, really useful. So one is magnesium, yeah? And that is because um, our modern life depletes us of magnesium, we are go, 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 go all the time and biochemically inside our cells to produce energy, we actually utilize magnesium. And yep. also our diets compared to our ancestral diets are 80% less rich in magnesium. Right. So That's huge. you're saying we should supplement magnesium. We should supplement with yep. magnesium and there's a couple of ways to do this. You know, you can just get, you know, box standard magnesium from, you know, supermarket. You don't have to spend a lot of money. I uh, really like a form of magnesium uh, called uh, magnesium um, citrate um, and just start off at a dose um, if you don't have digestive issues or something like 300 milligrams okay if you get loose bowels just pay back the dose because it can go straight through you until your body learns to absorb it better you can take it with dinner or you can take it at bedtime the second thing that has been shown to really push up levels of GABA uh, is an amino acid called glycine and um, again, this is something that you could order online. Um, it is very cheap and it really helps produce 
um, you know, relaxing neurotransmitters. Um, and you would start off with a dose of one gram, so something yes. like a quarter of a teaspoon. Um, and if you tolerate it, meaning that you know it, it doesn't give you nausea because it, it can take a little bit of time to build up, then you could take three grams. It's very easy to take. It's a powder. It tastes very sweet. And um, you will find immediate relief from stress by, from by doing things. this. From wow. those two things. Okay. If you're then super, super, super stressed, really high anxiety levels, in the last podcast I talked about a supplement called phosphatidylserine. So I would just introduce these um, if you feel that the circadian reset is not enough yes. yeah, for you. Uh, and uh, uh, and then just use them judiciously, you know, um, mm. whilst also looking at other things like your diet, you know, sources of natural magnesium, which are all your dark green leafy vegetables, your nuts and seeds. So just obviously look at, you know, getting stuff through foods. But I find initially people are very um, depleted in these nutrients. Um, so we do urine acid testing of organic acids and we see that these nutrients are really low. So it's good to do a little bit of a loading phase for a few weeks and then you can just focus on you know, on the diet. Once you get to the baseline. Yeah. And then the last thing is, um, you know, we talked a lot about sort of the the exercise, the digestion, so the processing of actual nutrients. And let's not forget the processing of emotions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Particularly with the CEO gene, um, you know, we tend to live in our head and uh, not so much in our heart. And so um, I, I know you're a huge proponent of journaling. And I think journaling is a wonderful way to um, really start developing this self-awareness of where was I, where was I at today, right? Yeah. Sometimes people go through 10 hours and, you know, you blink the day's gone and then you catch yourself with the heart rate up, you know, blood pressure is up yes, and yes. you don't even know where the day's gone. So just get back into yourself with journaling. And my, um, my all-time favorite also technique is breathing. So, um, and I find that breathing uh, works very well, even for people who are not into <laughs> meditation. Yeah, I love how you say breathing because when I mention that, people say, "Well, I'm already breathing. I'm breathing right now." Yeah, that's right. Well, the <laughs> same. Yeah, that's not what you're talking about. It's though. not what I'm talking about. It's the same with people saying, "Well, I'm already eating." It was like, "Yeah, but what are you eating?" Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, and um, and I want to mention breathing briefly because it's something that um, I think there's a little bit of misconception around. Um, I, I love you. I love yoga. Absolutely love it. Yes. However, I find that often when people have been exposed to yoga, they feel that breathing is about all the deep breathing, the big breaths. When in fact, when we are so highly stressed, yeah, in that kind of uh, fight or flight mode, CEO gene type, what happens is that in fact we are over breathing. We're breathing too much. We need to breathe less. Okay. So, yes. what, what do I mean by this? Um, when we are um, stressed, we take shallow breathing, yes. yeah, shallow breaths, but we breathe fast. Yes. So, so instead the respiratory of rate higher. Respiratory rate, exactly, yeah. is higher. And um, You know, I know this, I don't notice this with my ordering. Yeah. I get the stats the next day. If I've had a stressful day previously and then at night shows my respiratory rate goes is up. up. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll know. I'll say, well, I've got too much cortisol here. I have to yeah. rein it back. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I love the way you use the tracker for that. Um, with breathing, what happens is that most people think that uh, when we're stressed, we need more oxygen. In fact, we need more carbon dioxide. 
And the reason for this is due to something called the Bohr effect. And this means that when we are in our bloodstream, we carry oxygen, and most of the oxygen is bound to something called hemoglobin, yep. okay? So part of red blood cells. However, this is just going through the bloodstream. It's not going into cells. And when our carbon dioxide is low, because we're breathing fast, the hemoglobin does not release the oxygen into the cells. Okay, yes. Yeah. So um, I think that the rate is something like even a 2% drop in carbon dioxide Mm. can give you something like a 70% reduction in cognitive function. Wow. It's huge. That's huge. It's absolutely huge. So even if we were to do just a circadian reset, yeah, and then doing this specific breath exercise that I'm going to tell you about, I think that that would be huge, yeah. So um, how do we get more carbon dioxide? So the trick is to um, start to train our nervous system, and we think that this happens through neuroplasticity, so the ability of the you know, brain to learn and remodel itself through experience, mm-hmm. by uh, teaching ourselves to become more comfortable with less breath, Okay, so this is an exercise that comes from the Buteyko uh, style of breathing, which is, um, you know, if you haven't come across that, I really recommend you research it because it's absolutely phenomenal. It is utilized really... Um, How do you spell that? So B-U-T-E-Y-K-O, Buteyko, <coughs> who was a Russian physiologist. I was going to say, the first time I heard about this was in Dan Brule's book. Dan Brule's oh. got, the, uh, it's called Breathe. Breathe. And he talks about this Russian scientist yeah, who says the problem with people in the West is they breathe too much. Yes. And bang, you, you talked about it now, so it just connected the dots for me. Yeah. So that's the guy. Yeah, okay. that, yes, that, yes. that is the guy. That is the guy. And then his, um, his teachings have been taken further, you know, and modernised and really utilised also for elite athletes. Um, so, you know, how do we what, do that? So, so the way, yeah. so the, there's lots of different techniques, and you can actually, um, you know, find Buteyko coaches who are certified that teach you a whole program. But this is a very simple technique. Um, so it's called three by three breathing, and uh, you um, you're just going to make sure you're sitting up, so you don't want to be doing this lying down or standing. You're sitting. Uh, with your back straight, just feeling relaxed, making sure that you're consciously I'm gonna you're do it relaxing now. your yes. shoulders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and you're just going to be taking three normal breaths. So not, not big balloon breaths, just three normal breaths. And then on the third exhale, you're going to pause for three. That's why it's called three by three. So three breaths and then pause for three. And you do this for two to four minutes. Now, um, for some people, this might be uncomfortable. And so if you find the pause too um, too hard for you to do, um, number one, you can shorten it, okay? But number two, what this tells you is that you're not very well adapted to higher levels of carbon dioxide, okay? This is completely normal. If you, if you struggle. If you struggle, yeah. Even for three seconds. Even some people can struggle for three seconds, yeah, yeah. And then the next level up, we can do it for five. Um, so... So this tells you that then you're struggling and you can retrain your brain yeah, to feel comfortable with increased levels of carbon dioxide so that you are going to be basically breathing less, yes. having high levels of CO2 and then more release of oxygen. Yeah, So I really highly recommend, that's a little tip that uh, um, you know I recommend to my clients to also do throughout the day whenever you've got time, but if not, just do it in the evenings and um, 
doing this regularly really helps reset that parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system balance so this you know fight or flight uh and um um, rest and digest and the one caveat to do this this exercise is that you must breathe through your nose not the mouth okay because when we breathe through the mouth we over breathe yes and uh, um, and what happens is when you breathe through the nose also what happens is that the cilia which are not the nasal hair nasal hair but the little mm. hairline um, sort of projections that you can't really see you know with the naked eye they actually produce nitric oxide which is the molecule that then is a molecule of relaxation. It relaxes blood vessels. Uh, it also increases energy. So it's it's very, very useful thing to do. Awesome. They're fantastic tips. So uh, just as a summary then, uh, we've got the, um, the bookends, as you call yeah. it. So resetting the circadian rhythm. So get uh, blue light uh, in the morning. Even if the sun's not shining, it's still it's still through the clouds you're still getting that blue it's still light. absolutely so go outside yeah you know i couple that with grounding as well i go outside on the grass barefoot i do the breathing and the sunshine all, all at once so three of them uh, secondly is to have a high protein or a, a protein breakfast yes um uh third is get sunshine uh, at lunchtime. And the exercise before in the morning also. The exercise before you eat in the morning. Yeah, yep. or, you know, if you can't do that, mm-hmm. yeah, some people won't be able to do the exercise, then eat a little bit and then, you know, do exercise and then maybe finish your breakfast afterwards. Excellent. So then sunshine <clears throat> at lunchtime, lunchtime when the sun's strongest. Yeah. Um, and then at night we're talking about the sleep hygiene of… Uh, Early dinner. Yeah, early dinner. And light dinner, that's more carbohydrate-based or vegetarian-based. Which, which has been the biggest game changer for me. Yeah, here uh, too, me too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, because I eliminated one thing and kept everything else mm. and then I saw the impact on my deep sleep and REM sleep. And then the biggest impact had, without a doubt, is when I started actually eating before the sun went down. Mm. So now I'm religious on that. Look, when I say religious, if I'm socialising with friends and we're out at a restaurant – yeah, you know, I will have you know, but uh, I go light. Then you can compensate by saying, "Well, I'll just go, you know, clean carbohydrates, maybe lower the protein at night." So you can cheat if you want to cheat, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so having yeah. a lighter meal, don't go for like really heavy buttery sauces. Uh, yeah. you know, just just no French restaurants. No French restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> or just have the crudite platter, you know, to start with, just yes. uh, all the, <laughs> the raw veggie salad. <laughs> uh, zero alcohol, uh, of course, uh, re- uh, removing artificial light at night, not looking at devices and also practising emotional hygiene, like yes. you said. So I, I listen to uh, comedy at night. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, and, you know, with TV, sometimes if you want to watch comedy, you can now, all TVs have this feature where you can dim the backlight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, change and the brightness. Yeah. Um, and I think I've covered it. That was the summary. But then you've got the supplements. You've got magnesium, glycine. And, and phosphatidylserine. The one that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Phosphatidylserine. So it's spelled. Phosphatidylserine. Yeah. P-H-O-S-P-H-A-T-I-D-Y-L. Therein, That's very good. I but think. Google's really good at spelling it for you. <laughs> and they're uh, supplements that uh, uh, you recommend taking for three to four weeks just to get the baseline. Yeah. And then you can go back, uh, you can stop them. Uh, once Because once you're on a sleep cycle, I never thought I would get to the stage where I could just sleep so well because mm. I've always been a... But when you 
when you follow these protocols, you will become, trust me, you will become you will. a great sleeper yeah. and you'll get enough deep sleep, enough REM sleep and you'll find yourself getting faster, sharper and better yeah. at work. Absolutely. And then for those people who do all these things, because there's still some that for whom the sleep still will not happen, there are other things to think of in terms of outside the box. Um, most commonly gut infections. So I see a lot of parasitic infections as being the cause of insomnia. Um, another, So many of my clients travel a lot, you know, Southeast Asia. Yes. Um, so parasites are very, very common. And the other thing is also, um, you know, gut infection cause uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And people generally tend to be bloated all the time and get very, very bloated when eating breads and pastas. And what happens is that the microbiome has its own circadian rhythm. Yes. Yeah. So they have a clock. And often when we have an imbalance of certain bacteria that should not be there, um, they actually literally are playing, having a party at night. And so that wakes us up around 1 to 3 a.m., uh, so it could be that the gut, there's yes. something to, to look to look there, you know. But first and foremost, absolutely, you get that foundational right. And then if there are, you know, uh, if the change is not forthcoming, then there are other things to... That you can look that, at that as an can, expert. Yeah, yeah and, and also, um, you know, not just myself, but mm. the, these things can, you know, you can Google just to get a better understanding of, you know, gut health and sleep, for example. But a lot of, lot of people don't you know, consider these things or they might no. blame it on stress. Sometimes you're right, it can be a bug that you've picked up or a toxin. People can have moulds in their home that actually Absolutely. impacts their health. And yes. perhaps in Huge. future podcasts we can talk mm. about those things because mm. there is a myriad of things that can impact, that can dent our energy levels, dent our emotions. And sometimes, you know, we do blame it on stress. Yeah. And it could be one factor, but it's usually all these things piled up on top mm. of each other and everyone has a breaking point. So... You know, don't feel if if you are suffering dysfunction of any type or just poor energy or, you know, don't feel like you're alone and that you're unique or you're special. I used to think that I must be special, <laughs> but I'm, you're not. We're all human and mm. we all, you know, go through these and you just got to keep trying whatever you, you, know, you can um, because uh, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're also doing it for the people around you, your family, your work colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love your message of hope um, because I think uh, especially with, um, you know, the types of clients I work with, they are under a lot of scrutiny, um, not just external, also self-scrutiny. So yes. um, that can tend to be this sort of attitude of um, I should be, you know, I should be performing at this level. I should be, you know, sleeping well. I should be, you know, expectations that I should be perfect in everything. Yeah. And you know what? Um, we're not. Um, so if you're out there listening to this and, and perhaps this resonates with you, I'd just love to reassure you that this is so, so, so common, really common. And uh, and at the same time, extend to you a little bit of a message of urgency that these things don't fix themselves. So if you're not happy with how uh, your experience of life is panning out, uh, because maybe you have energy depletion or you feel you're super stressed or um, you feel you're not sleeping well, you know, guess what? Probably those things are real. So there is help up there. Mm. And by all means, start with this sort of self-directed journey and follow the, the, the podcasts. So many good tips. And the beauty of it is that we're all kind of integrated with our approach. So none of us is contradicting each other. It's more about different flavors. So pick the thing that resonates with you that you feel excited about and you feel like, you know what, I can actually implement that one tip tonight. I love Sam's idea of journaling or I love Sam's idea of grounding or 
uh, I'm going to start the high protein breakfast. Just pick the one thing and just start going. Yes, and building on that. Yeah. I, I really like that message. Uh, thank you, Alessandra. That was really, really good um, advice again. And I hope you will join us uh, sometime in the future. I'd love to. That's awesome. That's great. So that's all from us at Ohio Brand Studios today. Until next time, it's bye for now.